0: should I be pulling up the uh I for it! Oh, are you doing a bit right now because uh
1: it! I want in this the midst of talking I want about the toy else? I want the toy that
0: this movie is based on I can't Where's I can't it this do random it? Nazi in a in a Indiana <laughs> Jones movie Dr Jones it's so good to see you in the, the way getting in the weight room it's getting a little Muppet
1: Two years in childhood. This is the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good. My name's DJ. My name's Damon. Damon, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. That's that's all I can do. I I think
0: it's getting better.
1: I don't know if you know this about me, Damon. Uh, We've been friends for a long time. I like to, you know, there's some things I just keep close to the vest. One of them is that I'm very bad at accents and impressions.
0: Uh, thank you. I do appreciate that you keep it to yourself most of the time, but I do appreciate the trust you've put in me by doing it uh, over and over and over again in the past two minutes.
1: Damon, you, you're you my friend and I love you. Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Damon. Uh, listener, Damon and I have a, a relationship where we don't uh, speak our feelings to each other unless it's in a very bad impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I trust your friendship. <laughs> DJ, I'm sorry <laughs> about your grandmother. <laughs> I feel like that one time I yelled at you, I hurt your feelings, and I did not mean to hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. I can't think of one time when you've yelled at me. I don't. I don't really yell. It's not. You're it's not a yelly guy. I'm just not. I'd rather sulk. That's my way of dealing with it. Um, we're gonna watch Jingle All the Way, uh, starring alleged uh, sexual harasser Arnold Schwarzenegger and comedians in bed.
0: Okay, thank you for clarifying, because I wasn't sure going in. I like to make sure going in which one we're going to be doing. And we're not doing Jingle all the way Two, correct? There's a second one? I didn't even know that. Yes. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh Comes sexual back. assaulter. Uh, and Sinbad, to my knowledge, does not uh, appear in this straight-to-video uh, version. But can you imagine what comedian-slash-blue-collar employed person is in it. Mm. Think of a guy who's not, he's, he, he's known. I mean, he makes his money as a comedian, but okay. you probably associate him with a different <gasps> line of work. Okay. Okay. So, uh, we're talking about, uh, Mario, the plumber. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so
1: close though. Can you, his late night set? My, my grandma's meatballs. Uh, they're so good. I don't know. I can't, I can't that, Was text. that the
0: punchline of the joke? He's not a good comedian. He's not a good comedian. (laughs) He doesn't understand comedy. He just thinks it's just good news delivered.
1: If Mario was... If the character of Super Mario was a comedian, he wouldn't be very good. That's my conjecture. That's my joke. I think that's
0: fair. I think he would also probably, like, you know at the beginning of his career, he would probably take a few jabs at like turtles. And then right, you know, at the end right. of his career, like when people like he got some pushback, he would just like lean in real heavy into the anti-turtle stuff. And yeah, then yeah, would just like yeah. start to turn everyone off. But then he would feel like like some sort of like, warrior on the hill like he had to die for this like he's trying to stop pc culture and then he like falls in with like john voight and craig t nelson and like they <laughs> sort of the republican realm and it's just like it turns you way off and then you get angry at yourself for liking a lot of his early stuff right right yeah when it's like mario what happened when it's like it's like a lazy kind of
1: way to to go about it too you're like and if there's one thing i've learned from uh i think twelve thousand episodes of wtf it's that it's a craft and you got to work at it and mario's been
0: pretty busy yeah absolutely i mean he got into he he got started in video games and he thought he could just sort of like make the leap into stand up yeah. Like, oh, people laugh at my antics and video games. As you know how you play video games and you're constantly laughing. <laughs> just laughing. Uh, <laughs> not like boiling mad
1: at Mario's incompetence when you run into a not, wall.
0: Not concerning <laughs> your parents with the level of anger you're you're shouting at a TV. Um he thought he could just easily make that transition into like Doing stand up and it's and it's insulting to like the old guard like Mark Marin that this right. guy just comes out of nowhere and thinks he can just like run the place and he he gets a big hit like having a name and all and of course that just sure. pisses off someone like Mark Marin even more and so when they do their <laughs> interview on WTF you know it has to start out with the come are on we good? Mario are we good come on uh, sp- speaking of
1: Mario that was a a very common Christmas gift. And we're talking about just the man the, Mario was the, Chris, the, the Mario games. And mm-hmm. we're talking about the Christmas holiday classic jingle all the way. So let's get back to that.
0: Sorry. Okay. You're absolutely right. And I apologize to both my hypothetical racist Mario <laughs> and our listeners.
1: Have you ever seen this movie? I have never seen this
0: movie. DJ. Yeah. I was the gaffer on this movie. No, I've never seen this movie either. I like that you bought it. In 1996, when I was 14 or 15, depending on when it was made, (laughs) I was the gaffer on Jingle All the Way. Damon, I was yes-anding you. I was giving you runway. (laughs) I mean, I I know I constantly miss your your sweet, (laughs) lobbed softballs, but I don't know what a gaffer does. I chose the wrong line of work. I imagine they just have
1: tape at all times. They've just got, like, you know, like, to get tape ready, you, like, pull a piece out, but it's not detached yet. You just, like get it ready. Or you tear just, one
0: off and you stick it on the nearest table. Yeah, Just ready yeah. to go, ready to go. Got
1: one, he's just like walking around it's like, hey, can I get a gaffer over here? And he just like runs over, jing- keys jingling, just got a massive wad of keys.
0: A wad of keys. Yeah. What's a way you collect keys? Like a wad. wad? Yeah. Uh, I. The only way I know of this movie is like do you remember on Conan O'Brien when he would have like the sort of like <laughs> cutouts with the mouths cut out and like yeah. one of his writers would come in that's all I remember it for because they would it sort of became a punchline that he would mention like three or four actually fun Schwarzenegger movies and then he would al- always end with and of course the holiday classic All the Way. and eventually <laughs> as the skit went on like it became less discernible what he was saying ja. he was sort of, Jingle my Way. So I don't think it ever reached, like, the level of, like, a a Hudson Hawk or an Ishtar, but I feel like this is sort of known as a bomb. Yeah, it's not, like,
1: its reputation, at least as far as I know, is just awful. I mean, it is, like, it is a comedy, but it's not, no, it's, like, one of those that people that like even think is awful. They're just, like, this is dumb, and I love it. Like, not, not like they came upon it ironically, but that they loved it as a kid. But they, I don't think we're going to surprise anybody if we don't like this.
0: I'm actually a little bit on the fence on which way I could go. Because, I mean, it seems like it would be right in my wheelhouse of, you know, stupid event taken to nonsense extremes. Uh, Well,
1: yeah, and I, I think it's always a little bit difficult for us to do comedies because we're like, we're, I mean, we do comedies all the time, but it's also like when you're trying to do something silly and then we're like, this is silly. You're like, okay, well, yeah, but it's like, it's gotta it's hard to be, say you
0: didn't do it silly. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. It's cause it's a little bit just kind of taste at that point, but it is, it is, Come uh, on guys, put
0: your back into it. It's supposed just, to be silly.
1: Sinbad, who is, who's been on, you know, he's been in movies, but he was on, like, I would have seen him first probably on, a different world, and then he had a he had a show, right? He had a sitcom.
0: I believe its name was Sinbad.
1: That makes sense uh, because of the sailor, right? Of course. I always liked Sinbad. I always liked his like everything I saw of him. I'm sure that I wasn't getting most of the jokes at the time, being twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old. But uh, you
0: weren't you weren't connecting with you know when uh, the sex goes out of a relationship. You weren't connecting with those jokes. I don't even know. Oh, if that, that I got.
1: It, that I got. Just the white black.
0: See, I don't see color. So I didn't even know <laughs> what he was talking about. Uh, I think uh, Sinbad, uh, have we ever done, we have never done a Sinbad movie in, in this regard. I really don't think so. He never really got into movies though. He's almost famous for the movie he never did than right. the movies he's done. that. The Shaq Shazam movie, movie that yeah. never existed. Yeah. Also, I never fell for that. I was well aware of uh, yeah Shaquille O'Neal's clumsy efforts to get into the only... movie business. So I was well attuned to Kazam being an. Was absolute there more? Record. That was I thought that was his only movie. Oh well, Shaquille. don't forget Blue Chips with Nick Nolte, where he just oh, played that's a basketball right. star. Um that's and right. uh, well, of course you had the video game Shaq Fu. Let's not forget that. Um, so we're I'm counting think, that as. A I movie. feel like there's another one. Uh, he had an album that he did with three eleven. Uh sure, sure. <laughs> I'm trying to I feel like there's another Shaq movie. Now I wanna point out that Shaq is not in this movie that we're talking no. about, but we certainly are talking about the movie. We, are, we did we, we fell into that classic trap. We did it. I love it. Oh Steel.
1: Don't forget Steel. Steel. Right, which I was actually really excited about because I, as a child, I loved that comic arc, the the uh, Reign of the Superman, which is like after Superman dies, which I was in- into reading comic books at that time. It was like right in- when I got into it. And then uh, these four men either claiming to be Superman or sort of trying to take Superman's place. Like the character Steel was actually my favorite one because he was just a guy that was just trying to do good. He wasn't like pretending to be Superman and it was actually a really thing. Then this movie which Shaquille O'Neal starred in, who's not an act, not a great actor,
0: uh, playing... Uh, and then he took- was in Freddy Got Fingered, which I think he got nominated for a...
1: Uh, True. Which for is the, the eighth Nightmare on Elm Street movie.
0: <laughs> Ooh, Freddy, no.
1: <laughs> Freddy, not with those claws.
0: Um, Use your right hand, you're right.
1: <laughs> so uh, I was really excited about that movie, and then they took all the Superman elements out of it. And then, I I don't know. You know, know. the Superman
0: did, movie needs less Superman.
1: They probably kind of. They were like, you can do Steel, but you can't use any Superman references. You can't um, use
0: any of the parts that people read about Steel for.
1: Yeah, sorry. Once again,
0: we are not talking about Shaquille O'Neal, um, but we are talking about superhero. And I believe the the toy being searched for in the Way is a uh, a superhero okay. toy. So, in a way, it, it is, it is uh, relevant, Your Honor, uh, and I'd like this to be admitted into evidence. I'll allow it. And she's like, this is just a DVD of the movie Steel. And I said, yes, weren't you listening to what we were just talking about?
1: I'll and allow she's it. she's like, I'm going to be honest? No. <laughs> I'll allow it, uh, Mr. Xanthopoulos, but I'm watching you. <laughs> you better be going I imagine
0: the judge her. is played by Linda Hunt, Oscar winner Linda Hunt. <laughs> um, So,
1: I do want to talk about my near brush with the real Sinbad, not the real Sailor Sinbad, the real person, the comedian Sinbad. Um, Both are not real people, so you can just yeah. what is, continue. Is David something? What is his actual name? I don't know.
0: Um, oh, I, I, I For some reason, I never questioned that his name was somehow Sinbad. I think, I think he goes by Sinbad. I mean, I don't know. I'm not buddies with him. He certainly I, would I, answer to Sinbad if I yelled it at him, I imagine.
1: There was a it would time be weird if
0: he just refused to <laughs> respond to it. I mean, you chose this name.
1: I don't know if you remember this, David uh, Adkins. David Adkins, there you go. I don't know if you remember this, but uh shortly after uh, I moved back here to Nashville, and we were roommates. This would have been very early on, I think. That uh, maybe either
0: that first or second winter, Um well, I we got sinbad's in the basement, and we had to get out. Get out of <laughs> I, Always in the winter, they want to find somewhere warm. <laughs>
1: I uh, No, I drove vehicles for the Stellar Awards, which is the Black Gospel Awards base here in Nashville. I do remember this. And uh, I, we kind of like drew assignments, and I got Dion Warwick, but one of my friends got Sinbad and apparently just had a, a, a grand old time. He was apparently cutting up the whole time and was very really nice to everybody.
0: Sinbad, the, Sinbad, the comedian.
1: Sinbad, the comedian. He was cutting up. He was cutting up. Like, you know. Same on stage as off, apparently. Just uh <laughs> actually
0: that seems that seems to track yeah uh, uh, how by Dianne all Warwick accounts. You know? though? I'm actually very invested in how Dion Warwick was. Dion Warwick was uh uh very
1: scary. Um <laughs> and there was like he so rose they were from
0: the grave when she came to <laughs> We had, the had these really nice
1: we had these really nice vehicles that we were driving and um They had like no smoking everywhere. Just gets in the front seat, which I didn't know she was going to do. I mean, like you can sit wherever you want. She
0: got next to you in the front seat?
1: She got next to me in the front seat. Just immediately light a cigarette. I did not not say a word to her because it's Dionne Warwick. I thought it was more important that I not piss off the talent than I don't let somebody smoke in the car. And it turns out I was right because I asked uh, the person when I got back if I played it right. And they were like, yeah, don't. Don't say anything to her. I was like, if you, you got piss it.
0: her off. You know who else you've pissed off? Bert Bacharach. So be careful. And you don't mess with be the careful. back, <laughs>
1: the rack. I don't know.
0: Anyway, uh, jingle. All That's the way. his attack. If you, if you press Y X, uh, the back, the back, the rack attack, it mostly involves his back, which you wouldn't expect. I mean, by the name you would expect it, but you wouldn't expect it in a fight. The back, rack back attack. <laughs> um, Listen. This is pointless. <laughs> this is well, we don't have a lot to
1: add because we haven't seen this movie. So let me just say this. This is what I think is gonna happen. This is what I think the premise of this movie is. Uh uh, every man, uh Arnold Schwarzenegger, just your normal guy, just your normal roided up weightlifting uh governor from Austria.
0: Just, just a suburban dad in middle America.
1: He wants uh his child wants uh this very in-demand. Uh, toy the, the tickle me Elmo of the day, the Furby, if you will, and he uh, goes to get it. But then there's a rival dad played by Sinbad, who's a is he a postman? I I picture him in a post post.
0: Yes, man. I believe he is a postman. So in a way, well, we now, should really tip our gonna, hats to him. Good job. Uh, yeah, you know we're going to root for him
1: now. I just by by default. Um, and uh, something something shenanigans they. They learn to love. And I also believe that the
0: late uh, Phil Hartman is involved as well. (gasps) Oh, Phil
1: Hartman. So I have no idea where you can watch this movie, but we're going to watch Jingle all the way. Uh, (laughs) Use
0: your powers of Googling. When you say that, it sends me into cold sweats because I'm like, how am I going to watch the movie? Let's see. I'll, I'll figure it out. Ready? don't worry don't worry about it'm I'm, I'm a grown man i can I can figure out how to type in my amazon password
1: amazon will'll we'll probably we'll probably rent it uh, well, I doubt
0: Amazon's gonna have it yeah
1: this is uh this is uh where all our money goes just to wild away to old movies from the 90s that are not available on the subscriptions that we have um we're gonna watch uh, jingle all the way watch along with us we'll be back in a sec
0: Uh, it's time to do our Patreon commercial. So no, we oh what? no, I want you to. Don't get me wrong. I, I want, want you to do to, the Patreon. Hold on, I want you to do the Patreon commercial. I want to tell everyone hold about it, pa- but I have some stipulations. Okay, whether as you know, we're doing the holiday classic Jingle All the Way t- this week. Jingle All the Way. No, but I challenge you, DJ. Okay, in a very Protestant show of withholding uh- <laughs> yourself. To do it without affecting a hole in the sheet. Oh, without affecting an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. That's what. That's my challenge to you. It's also Lent. It's also uh, your Lent thing. uh, No, no. uh, Hold on. I've uh, (coughs) got to get once it's in. You gotta. You gotta cough it out.
1: Are you looking for uh, a gift for your favorite podcaster this holiday season? Uh, Namely, me and Damon. Uh, go to patreon.com slash your inner child is an no, idiot. No, no, no. no, sorry. Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. And uh and, and you can sign up to be a pa- to be a patron.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you'll get great. uh Patreon exclusive episodes. <laughs> and uh and, and uh, <laughs> you'll get your your name read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the worst part about it is I'm 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 depriving the world of my Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. And I know there
0: are Austrians out there going, "Is that my fellow countryman?" It's spot. What, what is that? Franz Ferdinand over there? <laughs> the only other Austrian you know. <laughs> That's not from only, Hitler, of course. One I,
1: yeah, we don't mention that one as much. Einstein. He's fine. <laughs> Yahoo. Um, <laughs> my point is, if you want your name read in the credits, either. With the accent or without the accent, um, you should sign up um, to be uh, a supporter at uh, Patreon.com slash you in your child, idiot.
0: This is so sad. It's sad to watch, I'll be honest with you.
1: Okay, we're back, but before we get to the recap, I just have to say... Oh. Just so people know that we know, uh, as of this recording, um, one of the stars of this movie, Sinbad, um, has had a stroke and he's recovering in the hospital. Uh, that's all we know. We uh, we wish him, you know, the best and a, a quick, speedy recovery. And anything we said in the intro didn't mean to be insensitive. <laughs> we didn't know when that was being recorded, that was before. Uh, and now we know and uh, we, you know, we just wish him uh, a speedy recovery and I and, uh, hope he gets back to full health soon. Uh, Do you want to recap this uh, bonkers movie?
0: (laughs) DJ, I'd be so happy to. Okay. So, uh, Jingle All the Way, or as Arnold Schwarzenegger would call it in his native tongue, Yingle All the Way. It opens uh, with, uh, much like Hamlet, a play within a play. Uh, We Mm. see um, the Turbo Man show. We see Turbo Man fighting Bull from Night Court. Uh, and saving oh. Hedley Lamar from Blazing Saddles and Lorraine Newman from SNL. Uh, and apparently they're very young son. They're not... I mean, Harvey Korman especially is like in his 70s at the time of recording, but he has like an eight-year-old son, but whatever. Turbo yeah. Man saves the kid. And then we find out that Anakin Skywalker, little baby Anakin, loves the show. Mrs. Tom Hanks, she loves her son. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger she mis- Wait, loves saying- business
1: were you saying jake jake lloyd misses tom hanks like
0: he hasn't no spent no, 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 oh. no, no no that's an easy mistake to make um <laughs> mrs tom hanks is in rita wilson okay miss coronavirus survivor mm. rita wilson we find out that arnold schwarzenegger is uh one of those 90s staples of workaholic uh fathers uh he owns a mattress company maybe is that what I don't it know. is I couldn't tell, and the movie was not interested. He misses his son's uh, karate belt uh, appropriation ceremony. (laughs) It's revealed that he has a strange relationship with his son, which can only be solved by consumerism. Mm -hmm. Uh, And his son reveals that all he wants for Christmas is a Turbo Man action figure, but little does Howard Langston, a name that does not sound... Austrian in any way, despite (laughs) the heavy accent that this man has. Howard Langston doesn't realize those things have been sold out for weeks. It's the Tickle Me Elmo of its time. It's the Cabbage Patch doll. It's the Furby. It's the Rubik's Cube, I assume, Mm -hmm. of its day. Anyway. Tamagotchi. Oh, yeah, those were a thing. But you could put your keys on them. Yeah. See, it has two purposes. One, teaching kids about death. And two, (laughs) holding your keys. As you slowly build up your collection of keys that you will have until you die. <laughs> when since when do I have a post office box? What the? Fuck <laughs> is what is this to the? Is this to the the pool at the development we lived in five years ago? Okay, I think I can get rid of it. My uncle's boathouse <laughs> in New Hampshire. While sir, while in a heavy montage of toy stores, uh, Howard Langston meets what was his name? Myrtle, Merrill, Myron. Myron, who is a post office worker. Thank you for your service. Who is also searching for a turbo man. Anyway, they uh, have a little bit of a rivalry. Fight, fight, fight. Smash, smash, smash. Uh, Looney Tunes style antics ensue. People get stepped on. People get blown Mm. up. Mm. Capitalism. People get beaten. Eventually, Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) makes it to the Christmas parade he had promised he would make to his son. He would make it to his son. What? Yep. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, accidentally gets mistaken for the actor who's going to play turbo Man in the parade and, uh, saves the day and almost kills Sinbad who almost kills his son. It's complicated. Anyway, Phil Hartman tries to fuck his wife. Yes. Do you have as, as are your notes as piecemeal as mine are?
1: Most of my notes are just because I used to live in Minneapolis are just naming things from Minneapolis because this was clearly filmed in the twin cities and I lived there for, for a few years. And so I'm like the mall of America, Nicolette Island (laughs) and stuff that is like, if you didn't live there, you'd be like, okay,
0: Mickey's Mickey's, diner, Mickey's diner. Yes. And of course the universal studios backlot in Pasadena, California, (laughs) one of my favorite Minneapolis sites. Speaking of Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson is in this. (laughs) flawless, flawless segue.
1: (laughs) You don't, you don't see Rita Wilson in a lot of things. She kind of, uh, I feel like she, I don't know this per se, but she kind of dipped out of acting. I feel like,
0: uh, I mean, I feel like she, she pops in and out and, uh, I never know. I I always think that she has dropped out of acting and then she'll be in something. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, And then I won't see her for like 10 years. And then I'll find out she released a dance single. Excellent. Fairly recently. Like as her debut album.
1: What a musical family. You got Chet. You got Rita. Get Chet Hayes. Um, Yeah. That's it. Those two.
0: You've got a, you know, I'm sure Tom Hanks has sung in a, a movie, Right.
1: Have I told you about uh, my experience with karate? Speaking of Jamie, the son in this movie, his little karate experience. I've probably told this story. You took karate? When I was like six.
0: Did your father make it to your purple belt ceremony?
1: He would have. I quit very Mm, early mm. on. And do you know why? No, I do not. Do you know what one of the main things about karate is? Discipline bare feet oh ah! and i was grossed out by not so much my bare feet although i am grossed out by that but by the instructor's bare feet because he was there all day no no and it's not like a i that i feel like that's probably the most that i've let feet run my life uh, was that moment? I think I probably also had other reasons in my six year old brain. And I was just like, his feet are dirty. I'm out of here. And my parents were like,
0: okay. <laughs> when you are disgusted by feet, do you see a flash of your karate instructor's feet? I can still picture it. Ugh.
1: And it's gross. I mean, it's just like prom feet. You know what I mean? Just like everybody took their shoes off and they're dancing, you know? Ugh. I'm sorry. I need, we prom need to stop. Feet? just gonna we, that's a phrasing you're gonna use we need to get off of this topic immediately
0: but i no, just wanted to bring not, it up because so everyone in your prom just started taking off their shoes and dancing yeah did you not uh have women did you not have girls at your prom no <laughs> we are like the globe theater all the women at our prom were men dressed <laughs> or played well. by men <laughs> so damn it, uh it's it's and I'm not saying
1: this isn't a stupid custom, but uh, <laughs> but classically, uh, women wear uh, pretty uncomfortable uh, shoes. Mm-hmm. To make their calves more shapely. Yes. And so if they're doing something active, like, say, dancing, undulating yeah. rhythmically, yeah, um, they'll often remove their footwear.
0: I mean, they might have done that at my prom. I don't remember remembering it. And then That's- declaring prom feet uh, as if that was just something that people say in conversation.
1: I, I mean, I just think... I
0: think you you're missed, you missed the boat. I missed the boat on being disgusted <laughs> by prom feed. Yeah. I certainly did. And they won't let me into high school proms anymore. Trust me. I've asked.
1: We got a baby Chris Parnell in this. He's one I, of the...
0: I, did, I was surprised by that because, I mean, he yeah. didn't... He's not in SNL until the 2000s, right? He must have been born right before they filmed this. <laughs> <laughs> he was born of an egg, uh, from Clytemnestra. Yeah, he. I mean, he, he might be like one of those Phil Hartman types, or Michael McKeon also did it like fairly late. I mean, also Will Ferrell was a late yeah, SNL, like when they joined. Edition. The SNL. Um, I guess he never looked super old on SNL, so I just assumed he was probably in his late twenties. But maybe he was in his thirties before he was on SNL. He's just had Chris Parnell. Just is one of those guys that
1: as as long as I've seen him, he looks f- about 40, like maybe a little younger, maybe a little older, but like in that 35 to 45 window, like for the entire time I've seen him.
0: Yeah. He actually, he has one of those voices like Phil Hartman also in Jingle All The Way. And, yeah. uh, H John Benjamin, which he just sort of sounds like uh, a radio announcer. He's just got one of those really nice voices, and you can tell because now he seems to be voicing almost every commercial I see. Um, So uh, he, I think, has an air of uh, yeah, Cyril and Archer. He's he's popped up in like Bob's Burgers several times. He's the voice of the Progressive Box. Oh, that's right. Not Flo, but the box of progressive insurance. Which progressive character are we can talking we about? Can we just, pay hey, insurance companies, can you actually just pay for my car accident? <sighs> can you actually just do that and stop coming up with these fucking characters that you have like 16 of them at a time? Like you got Flo in a box, you got a gecko, you got fucking cavemen, you got googly eyes. Stop it. Just pay for my insurance please
1: maybe save some of that money to pay out um so mad uh i'm trying to just uh, sift through my notes and get rid of all the things that are just naming minneapolis landmarks um it's very exciting it's not a it's not a town that's although this is our second minneapolis movie or minneapolis st paul movie counting uh little
0: big little big league But that was years ago at this point. (laughs) Was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, was that Chicago? As a John Hughes joint? I think it was. I think it was.
1: Uh, Lauren, during the... There's a Mall of America chase scene. So uh, our hero, Howard, is trying to get... So obviously he's trying to get this toy. And there's one toy store in the Mall of America that says they have a lottery, basically. And you have to get these, like, like, Super Bowls with numbers on them. Yeah. And they give them out. And then one goes... Careening all over the mall and of it's very madcap, hijinks sort of situation.
0: All to Tchaikovsky, who I'm sure
1: appreciated yeah. it. And Lauren said, "Oh, this is a Chris Columbus joint, all right." <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even know it was a. It was produced by yeah. Chris Columbus. Is, um, is this director? Who's the director?
0: Brian Levant,
1: I think. T A uh, Chris Columbus. Protege. Protege. I I
0: don't know. I didn't look up that much about him. I did look up to see what else he had done, which was spotty.
1: Oh, he wrote on Happy Days. Okay. Oh, he directed Beethoven. He 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 directed Max Two. Okay. That's coming up. Get yeah. So you can set your calendar. That one. That one's there. They're 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 definitely going to uh, go ahead and release that. They're not gonna. They're not going to release that on demand. You want that in the theaters.
0: Uh, I mean, all my things about this movie are big things. Can we start with Sinbad? Sure. Sinbad is a postal worker. By the way, this movie reminded me, and occasionally this happens in movies, that the USPS logo is a registered trademark and you'll have to pay for it because every time they, they had a close-up of Sinbad, you could see that his logo was not the USPS logo. Ah. It was like an uh, abstract hand holding a, a letter. I was like, that is distracting because you're just so used to that logo. And it's like, yeah. stop doing that. Just ask permission. Yes. So Sinbad is se- the semi-villain of this movie, I guess. Yeah.
1: He
0: sets up- him up as like a sort of like a comic relief but also an obstacle for Howard Langston. Yeah, cuz when he, said- he is ultimately sympathetic because he gets a redemption at the end of the the movie. But I want to go over what sort Sinbad. Of, does, yeah. What Sinbad does in this movie?
1: He's he's set up as just like chatty and annoying. So like I just want to set the scene before you get into him immediately, like taking all the goodwill. Okay. So you're bringing in goodwill because everybody likes Sinbad, right? So like, okay, you cast Sinbad. A categorical fact. Yes. We're like, hey, Sinbad, great. You've, you've got a point on your side. Thank you. And then he's like, just kind of chatting our hero Howard up in the line. But he's also like, I'm also after that, but hey, we're all here for, you know, for our kids. Right. Right. But then he gets rejected because I don't, for some reason, I think just because he's very stressed, Howard is not interested in that. He doesn't right. want a buddy in this situation.
0: Well, also, I mean, Sinbad's saying crazy things. <laughs> he's being annoying. He's eventually like, yeah. he starts annoying and then it gets like conspiratorial and weird. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of like reaction shots of people like semi glancing at Sinbad. Yeah. And you're like, was that a direct look at Sinbad or did you just catch someone turning their head and you just sort of placed it in this shot? Because this is not a well-constructed movie. Right. So, in his first scene, he chokes a woman. Uh, He later hits Schwarzenegger with a full mailbag. Yes. He later fights Schwarzenegger in a phone booth, I believe, biting his fingers. Yeah. Um, Then threatens a DJ with a fake bomb, threatens cops with a real bomb. uh, Which he didn't know was real, but it was true. Yeah. Uh, Kidnaps a child, threatens a child, almost kills a child. Yeah. And he gets the doll in the end. Yeah. And I'm like, you're being arrested, sir. Your what child you gonna, is not getting that at all. What are you gonna, where are you going to put that? Oh, God. <laughs> I know where he's going to put it. <laughs> he's got to get it into the prison. So, I don't know. It was just like, this movie, I mean, my overall complaint with this movie is that its tone is, like, completely off the wall, um, yeah. but it doesn't seem like it knows what it wants to do, and yeah. it it ventures into, like, it takes a realistic premise of, you know, wanting to get a specific toy for your kid. And then goes into Looney Tune territory. Uh, but, like, Sinbad is played... They try and have it both ways with Sinbad, and I just kept getting annoyed at what I was supposed to be doing with him in my brain. I was like, am right. I supposed to be compartmentalizing him as a sympathetic character? Because he seems to want to kill people Yeah, on a semi-regular basis. And is usually... Not that Howard Langston is... Um, Every man. Free of any guilt. But, like, Sinbad is always, always seems to be the one escalating every situation. He maces... Oh, I forgot. I'm going to write it down, even though I've already said my list. He maces Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. in the eyes at, like, close range. <laughs>
1: uh, so, what happens sort of in the beginning of this movie? I don't know. The act structure is a little hard for me to discern in this. Not that that's super important, but, like... I hate to say first act because I think it bleeds a little at least in the. Because you act.
0: acts and you don't feel like jingle all the way, should should have the even that modicum of a threat. You don't. You don't <laughs> get to use that. You got sections, buddy. That's all you get, bits.
1: But it's this movie is set up like okay, it's nineteen ninety six. By now, you guys all know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. And he's a, he's a, you know an, a superhero. He's a bodybuilder. He's this, this bigger than life car- like guy. And he's like this action hero. We're gonna cast him as their super Joe Schmo, everyman you know, sales call, neglecting his family, and then we're going to put him in a position that we're all familiar with because we all are terrible, neglectful fathers who don't remember to buy our kids <laughs> presents. Right. And you're like, we're isn't that funny? The juxtaposition of this action hero. And then we're going to kind of play it like an action movie. Like he goes into this uh, den of uh, James Belushi plays this Santa Claus, and he takes them to Sir this James like, Belushi, den. James Belushi, please. <laughs> Sir James takes him to this uh this uh, like layer of fake santas on, and then he gets in a fight with them and it's very staged like any uh, you know 80s 90s action movie where there's like a guy that comes out with like candy cane ch- nunchucks and then there's a big giant guy who and it's hilarious that was like okay i see but because i've never seen this movie and I knew it was stupid, but I didn't know like what exactly we were doing. I was on board. That actually sucked me in because I was like, okay, especially having just watched Die Hard, which we already like talked about how it was like a kind of, off-the-beaten-path way of taking it that became a new prototype for action movies. It was like a play on an action movie that became a new thing. And this was like, okay, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, but here he is as just a guy, but then we're going to kind of throw action movie stuff at him. I thought, that's fun. But then it, like, doesn't stick with that. It starts going, like, like you said, like Looney Tunes, Zany, and then Sinbad just he's sometimes a straight up villain and then sometimes just like plucky comic relief and he keeps going back and forth. And it's really confusing. I think what's
0: confusing about Sinbad is that he is probably the most charming of the actors in this movie in that he is just naturally like fun. He seems like a really cool guy. He's really fun. He gets the only, There are only a few lines in this movie that actually made me laugh, and I think he got both of them. One of which was when he is found out for having the fake bomb and threatened everyone with a fake bomb. He says, sorry, I've been under a lot of pressure since this zip plus four thing. (laughs) That which made me laugh out loud. And then Tyler had to make me explain what the hell I was laughing at. Um, I was like, remember when they added the four digits to the zip code? That's the thing. That's the thing. (laughs) Do you get it? Um, I think my main problem with this movie is... Yeah. Yeah. I think you make a good point. They are playing on Arnold Schwarzenegger's established persona and putting him in this sort of ludicrous situation of like as being an everyman, despite him like just not being an everyman. Like he's got a thick Austrian accent. He's super jacked. It's insane that you would think that he's just like in... In uh in just this, you know, in the suburbs of Minneapolis, having his wife almost pulled out from under him by Phil Hartman. You can't you can't build bodies forever, Damon. Eventually, you eventually got to gotta build what's in here. You know, You build your
1: heart, which is also part of your body. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. At one point, Phil Hartman says, or what's his you, character's name? The uh, neighbor, Ted. Ted says. <laughs> You you can't bench press your way out of this one. That was the
0: only reference to the fact that that. he was jacked. uh, And it it was, I think, the other line that made me laugh.
1: There's also, get out of my way, box, which Sinbad says to what, like, there's someone dressed
0: as a box in, like, the parade. And he just says, (laughs) get out of my way, box, which I really liked. But I think the main, my main issue with this movie is it does not know who its audience is. I think that goes back to the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing and the Sinbad thing is that it does not, it is a movie that's designed around the antics of a kids' movie. There's a lot of sort of slapstick, like at one point, like a policeman holding a bomb blows up. And when it cuts back to him, he's just, like, in Wile E. Coyote, sort of, like, black ash, and then he falls down. And, you know, we see him 20 minutes later, fine. Back on the job, no less. Just with bandages on his hands. (laughs) Um, So there's that. And that's not to say you can't do that with a movie, but, like, the movie itself, the plot of this movie, is very much an adult situation. Not not pornographic, guys. Come on. Um, (laughs) But, like, kids especially kids like Jake Lloyd's aid and the kids that would be like won over by this type of hijinks laden yeah. thing, uh, are not shopping for gifts. Like Christmas isn't a stressful time for kids. Right. Uh, <laughs> generally speaking, I'm sure some kids are stressed out, but you don't know about shopping. You don't know about your, your neighbor trying to seduce your mother. That's not, you know, on your radar you so don't the know about it itself is like for parents, but the antics are for kids, and neither is done well. So it just is like this big fucking mess where I'm like, who is watching this movie? Who is the intended audience for this movie?
1: And as a kid, you don't, you definitely don't know about your dad getting in a fist fight with a reindeer. What
0: the fuck?
1: He punches the reindeer. And yeah, I agree that like the elements just seem like like scattered Legos. They don't really just to make a reference to the mall of America again, where there's Lego land, but, uh, thank you. They, they don't, they're just like some elements work one by one, but like it, they didn't, they're kind of very disjointedly put together because Ted, the neighbor has this reindeer that he got. And then, and and then, then it really doesn't like Arnold. And it like starts snapping at him right away. It was like, okay, that's kind of funny. I guess you got this really mean reindeer. Mm-hmm. And then later he encounters the reindeer and he literally punches it, and then he feels bad, and then he's like making it it drink alcohol,
0: and yeah, it's they just share like a, a six pack of beer together, and then it like passes, and it was just like that's super fucked up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just th- this whole thing was very confusing to me. And I can't. I mean, the 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 Sinbad as the villain like is like badly handled. But then the the Phil Hartman thing, and I love Phil Hartman. Uh, this movie actually sent me on a tailspin of like watching uh, compilations of Lionel Hutz on YouTube. Um, <laughs> but like his character, it starts out as sort of like a Ned Flanders character, where he's just annoying because just he's perfect. being so helpful and perfect, uh, and then turned into this like lascivious, like he's fucking all the women in the neighborhood, yeah. and. And that also seemed like half baked. And then he's like trying to like hit on Rita Wilson, who it never feels like is is charmed by him. She's always kind of right. creeped out by him. So that's this other element in the movie, and it just seems like like filler, just to buy time and like add another like frustration to him. But I don't know. I just never like buy into it, and I was always hoping that. Phil Hartman would have something to do, because he never really actually gets to be funny, except for having his sort of Phil Hartman smarmy voice. Right, um, right. Although when he burns himself on the cookies and he tells the kids to pipe down, he like has this, <laughs> the break of the facade. Uh, I did enjoy. <laughs> you kids pipe down in there! And then the, the plot of this movie, like the whole thing, I mean, I was waiting for like the treacly Christmas bit, which, which really like, just comes at the last minute which is like, like 30 let's seconds give this yeah. man who's about to go to jail for like horrible things uh, Sinbad um let's give him the doll and we've all learned the lesson um but it's so like pro consumerism and i never get the feeling that it actually takes a moment to sort of go wait a minute this is all terrible and this kid is terrible and the father is also terrible I don't feel like yeah. anyone actually learned anything in the end. Like the
1: kid kind of did. Cause he's like, Oh, I, well, you know, I, my dad is turbo man. Right. But the kids like in three
0: scenes.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like he's the only one that sort of like has a change of heart. Right. Cause Howard, you know, realizes from the get go that he's not doing right by his son. That's why he wants to get this toy. He's trying, he's like putting on a, a, like all of his hopes on this toy so he can make his child happy. And I think from the beginning, he realizes this is something he needs to do because he's not been a good – he's not been there. But that doesn't change at the end. He doesn't realize like, oh, it's more important that I'm here for him. He gets a toy for him. He gets the Turbo Man. He gets the MacGuffin that he's been after the whole right. movie. And then the the child, who we've spent no time with, has this like epiphany of, oh, I don't need this. It's just a toy. Oh, this man your, who your almost
0: killed me should get it.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, I think that would have worked if they had laid the groundwork for it, but it's just like, what? Yeah. And then, you know, of course... Our, or if you know, the our... hero
0: of the movie had actually had this revelation rather right. than this kid who's, like, a third-string character, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Before he, you know, Jake Lloyd, before he was broken by the Star Wars universe. I,
0: uh, every time I read about Jake Lloyd, I actually get more and more depressed. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't think, I mean, he's, he's a kid actor and we, my, my feelings towards kids actors is well-established on this <laughs> and other podcasts that I host check the record, by myself. Um, <laughs> In my living room with
1: no, nothing recording.
0: Tyler just like filing his nails nearby. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, every, wh- he was like broken by like fans. Like it, I think before we really learned how toxic yeah. fans are, like we destroyed this kid. Mostly because he had to like read the garbage that George George Lucas wrote. Not no, it's to get like, completely off topic. But yeah. like he he didn't write Yippee. George Lucas wrote Yippee and made the kids say it.
1: Yeah, he's not good in those movies, but it's not his fault. Yeah, those movies are terrible.
0: Those those movies ruined better actors than Jake Lloyd. Let's not <laughs> take it out on him. <laughs>
1: Also, weird to me, and I know it like this is a pretty small point, especially in the multitude of sins of this movie. But, like, Arnold, uh, sorry, Howard stumbles into Howard Langston into like the float where Turbo Man is, and they think he's the guy that's gonna play Turbo Man, probably because this super jacked guy just, like, stumbles
0: in. This guy looks like he only works out, definitely doesn't work at a mattress store.
1: (laughs) But he, you know, is talking through this microphone, like, to his child, who doesn't recognize his, like, super thick (laughs) Austrian accent of his dad. It's weird. The idea that you wouldn't recognize your dad when you can see most of his eyes, the bottom half of his face, and hear his super thick, pretty rare accent. It's just, I mean, it's just of all the unbelievable things in this it's like number 436 but it just
0: really bothered me in that moment. I mean it was ludicrous. They did have a line though when that that the guy voice changer. is, like yeah, yeah that he has a voice changer, but the movie like doesn't play up the voice changer so you can only sort of hear like that There's his like voice a, is yeah, different echo sounding to it. but it still sounds right. like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Yeah. Did you notice? So okay, so we got to say Booger from Nerds plays Booster yes. who's Who's the, like...
0: He's the sort of Battle Cat, or... Yes. uh What's the other version of Battle Cat when he's not wearing his armor?
1: He's, like, Turbo Man's sidekick.
0: Yeah, he's, like, a big pink bear.
1: Yeah. And he plays him on the, on the float, and at some point, you know, it's a kind of a running joke, because all the stores that are out of the Turbo Man figure have Booster, and they're like, we've got Booster, and everybody's like, screw Booster, <laughs> but they, like, treat him like that on the parade, too, and at some point... Booster gets knocked off the the float,
0: and Sinbad says, "No one likes you, Booster.
1: No one likes you." Yeah, and then and then people <laughs> start assaulting him, and someone
0: says, "I don't know if you heard, we don't like you, fag." Oh, I didn't. Did hear you hear that. that? And I'm pretty attuned to fag. Um, I I respond to it actually. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will have some soup. Uh, by the way, just for the record, uh, Cringer is Battle Cat's alias. Cause he's so scared. Cringer. He was, he's a scaredy cat when he's not got his armor on. Um, I didn't, I love a, I love a fag in a movie. I mean, it's, it's, I, I wrote fag in my notes. <laughs> 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 why, why am I writing in my notes? it's not like I'm going back to this. I
1: I rewound it because I was like, is that what I just heard? And I'm pretty sure that's what, like, it's just a kid like yelling it as they assault him. So it's not like featured, but it's, I mean, it's pretty clear. Like, I don't know what else he could have been saying.
0: I blame Chris Columbus. One thing I did hear yelled at the parade because it was so ludicrous. So right before Turbo Man arrives, there's all these other, you know, kids characters, Uh, Leonardo, uh, yes. not the Renaissance painter, but in fact, the turtle is there. And, uh, you know, a few, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic. looking very mm-hmm. bubbly. But my favorite is that Madeline, from yes. the children's book Madeline, is there. And um, someone in the my crowd yelled, French. Madeline! <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't recognize. And I laughed, because it was ludicrous that someone shout Madeline.
1: Let's talk about this last scene of the... So...
0: It gets. I was texting you uh, while I was watching it. Yeah, um, and I said, uh, "DJ, you got a second? What the fuck is this?" <laughs> uh, and you said, "Are you at the parade yet?" And I said, <laughs> "Yes, we've just arrived."
1: <laughs> so Turbo Man, you know, in the show, the character has like you know a, a booster, like a jetpack, and we see that uh,
0: for fucks. You you know what? I've I actually keep forgetting this part of the movie, and then it'll flash before my eyes, uh, like. Like Jimmy Stewart in Vertigo, and <laughs> I just, I just get madder and madder. But go on, I'm sorry.
1: Well, yeah, and so in this, you know, in the parade version, as is often you know done in parades, you know, you would expect like someone playing him, and they would do like a little scene where the villain attacks and then the defeat, and so that that all checks out. And uh, you know, like a little bit of stretching of how that might work, I think is fine. And he has this this jet version of jetpack, but it's actually a jetpack, and he flies
0: like Superman. He literally has... All around the city block. Not even faux abilities of Turbo Man. He has the literal abilities of Turbo Man. He doesn't have a display boomerang. He has an actual boomerang that works and functions perfectly. Uh, He has, like... Mm -hmm. Turbo discs that shoot out of his uh, hands to attack uh, distant foes, um, and he, yeah, he has a completely functioning jetpack. We were just, wa- we were watching it, and Tyler said, "Why isn't this like classified with the army? Like, this is not something that we should just be having at parades." It's like if you saw the Ninja Turtles at a parade and Leonardo's swords were real—that's ludicrous. Right. <laughs> why would why would he be kitted
1: out like this? Why is this man? Flying all around Nicollet Mall, <laughs> flying right downtown past First Ave, mm-hmm. home of Prince, right. flying the back home of Laverne and Shirley, <laughs> flying up. I don't know about my geography of downtown. I don't remember it that well, but <laughs> it was just Prince uh, and
0: Laverne and Shirley just waving that, at each that, other that's constantly much until they died. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry.
1: Mm.
0: Cindy Williams is still alive, I think. Actually, Bob
1: Dylan's from uh, Hibbing. Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Yes, Cindy Williams, Shirley. She is still alive and she's 73 years young. Actually, I hate it when people say 73 years young. Just say years old.
1: I actually don't have anything else to say. Oh, I have one thing else to say. I kind of like the music in this. It is a pretty rockin' Christmas soundtrack. We got some Brian Setzer. Yeah. We got some Tom Petty.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We got Backdoor Santa. By Excuse Clarence me? Clemens. What did you Clarence call Carter? It? Um You you heard what I said. They play we don't that like when back in the, Santa. They play that when the, we're in the uh, Den of Claws Iniquity. Uh, when uh, he he's there, they're playing backdoor Santa, which I thought was
0: Because they're things. they're Santa
1: yeah. Also featured in that scene. They throw a little person at him, and that is Vern Troyer.
0: Apparently. That I did catch Vern Troyer, and uh, the guy who plays Mickey on Seinfeld is also in it. Uh, he's the pretty standard grumpy elf in, in movies. Um, also, the giant
1: is a wrestler at the big show.
0: Paul. Danny Woodburn is, uh, uh, you might know him on Seinfeld. He plays Mickey on Seinfeld. But he was also an elf on Seinfeld when Kramer was a mall Santa.
1: That all checks
0: out. Sinbad at one point. Is criticizing Arnold Schwarzenegger and says, "You know, you're just standing there in your nice coat and your suede shoes, and you know mocking them." I was like, "Oh, Arnold, there's there's snow on the ground. Don't wear your suede shoes." I was yeah. very concerned. Nah. It gets
1: really, it's really salty and really, you know, all the slush around. Mid, you,
0: you know, oh, Eve. it's too dangerous unless you treated them. But even then, I'd be concerned. He might have <laughs> Arnold. To, he probably he probably treated them. He probably treats him better than his own goddamn son. Wow. Wow.
1: Are you ready to go to the verdict? Sure. I think this is this is a big mystery. how we feel about this one. <laughs> Damon's Anhopolis. Mm. In your best Schwarzenegger voice. What, what, what is your verdict?
0: Yeah, I know, child is in idiot. Uh, <laughs> this is terrible. It is not the worst movie. Actually, the sad thing is, it's not even terrible enough to be remembered. I will mm. probably forget this movie in, uh, you know, a week or two. It's, it's. I mean, I said in the intro that I felt like it could go either way. And actually watching it, there was a lot of... Uh, A lot of stuff where I feel like, I mean, per my big problem with this, if they had just decided this is a movie about shopping for your fucking kids at Christmas time and it's going to be, you know, for like a, a, you know, a farcical movie for parents who get stressed out at Christmas, I feel like they could have had a lot of fun with it. But because it was like this weird mix of like kid-friendly hijinks and parental issues. It just is a mess. Like the, the black market Santas are really funny. Um, yeah. I think the premise is really funny. I don't know if it was executed in a way that I liked, but like the idea is funny. Um, Him having this rivalry with another father, like the ideas on paper, I'm like, yeah, this seems like it would be a fun movie. And then I feel like Chris Columbus is like, I got another home alone here. I'm like, no, you do not stop it. Um, <laughs> stop it. So yeah, this is just a big fucking mess. And the last part of this movie it's a shit show. I would say if you want a uh, Schwarzenegger movie that's sort of playing with the Schwarzenegger, you know, persona, watch Last Action Hero. Don't watch this. Oh, I do want to, w- one more line. Yeah. I, I uh, <laughs> was funny for all the wrong reasons. Uh, <laughs> at one point, Arnold calls back to the house to let uh, Rita Wilson know was uh, going to be late. And Jake Lloyd answers the phone <laughs> and says, Hi, Dad, I knew you'd call. And I said out loud, why? Why would you know <laughs> you'd call? Anyway, this movie's a piece of shit. Don't watch it. <laughs> DJ, what did you think?
1: Now listen, you're in to show us an idiot. Um, so I was prepared to not like this. I've never seen it. Uh-huh. I've never seen it in full. Well, I don't think so, at least. And I was like, this is this is going to be stupid. And then it, it hooked me at first because... I was like, oh, I okay, I see what the premise is here. <laughs> this like takes place about. in a
0: real Midwestern city. I, I, well, I, I, first yeah. of all,
1: yeah, first of all, they, you know, immediately were like, this is uh, a okay, K-blah-blah-blah blah, blah, Minneapolis coming at you. I was like, Minneapolis? All right. But no, uh, they, you know, it was Arnold set against type. And I was like, okay. And then they had like this sort of semi-action, but in a, like the low stakes getting a Christmas toy action, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was like, Cool. But then, almost immediately, it goes off the rails, and the other two thirds of the movie, I, it just lost me more and more and more and more until the end, when it was just like, "Fuck you, DJ." The laws of physics no longer apply, and, and so it was like almost defying me to continue liking it, and it and it worked because I was defied.
0: When that bomb goes off in the radio, uh, that was yeah a big. Part. I, I said out loud, out loud, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Oh, and his car gets gets like torn, like like everyone just like what's the word I'm looking for? The Distribute. car gets jacked yeah. is what I yeah. was gonna say. But if they don't steal the car; they just like steal all the parts of it. Yeah, and then they write like "Merry Christmas" on it. Merry Honor, Christmas, and it's misspelled. But yeah, again, I I actually would like this movie more if it was worse. <laughs> right. It's yeah. Just like like say I want it to be like terrible, and it's just like forgettable.
1: Yeah, it's like if you if you just leaned into the hijinks of it then that'd be one thing but it's it's very much like two or three different movies kind of trying to fight for what kind of movie it wants to be because like yeah you can i mean home alone which i i'm not gonna put up as like the best movie ever but like it sort of walks that line a little better because you know some of the stuff that happens to to joe pesci and uh what's his name at the end uh, is ridiculous right but it kind of works more with the tone of like
0: well, it's also like a it movie is, with a kid, like, facing, like, a problem with right. a kid's...
1: The kid is... The and it's from his perspective. Right. You know, as opposed to Jake Lloyd being, like, a tertiary character, then all of a sudden has a change of heart at the end. Anyway, you're in a child's an idiot. What do you think, everybody? You're in a child's an idiot at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know. What you think? Uh, you can call or text us, 615-576-0525. You can leave us a message. We'll play it on the show.
0: Um, I just <sighs> remembered that they... Uh, they think that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a, a child molester at one point in this movie, and the moms what? just beat him with purses oh, until yeah. he just sort of walks five feet away, and then I guess everything's worked out. We can let this child molester wander around the Mall of America some more. What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's coming back to me in fits and starts.
1: <laughs> we we will uh, continue talking about this on our social media. Uh, we could find us on Twitter at Y-I-C-I-A. You can find us on, what did I just say? Y-I-C-I-A-I. You can find us on Instagram. In
0: fact, it's um, actually the uh, first letter of all the the words in our podcast name. Oh, that makes sense. It wasn't just something I said on my deathbed. <laughs> it wasn't my death rattle written out homophonically.
1: We want to thank our patrons for supporting the show, including...
0: Demons Australian Accent. Heather Tuggle, the the supreme ruler of this podcast, Christine in Brooklyn, Dramatically Placed Hot Dog, The Zesty, Joshua Nicholson, Karen Curd, Larissa Maestro, Lindsay Nell, T. Smith, Jeremy Powlin, Jonathan Day, Just Cause, Kevin in Cleveland, Captain John Picard. Why didn't we do this the whole time? Brandon Hardy. He's out of the mayor. Primordial Beto. Dan McIntyre. Jacob Green. <laughs>
1: you went full cookie monster on Jacob's name. <laughs> I was afraid so. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. If you want to support the show like them, patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. We really appreciate it. Hey, uh, happy holidays, you know, out there. Don't, Are you don't talking to me or you're talking or talk-
0: to our audience. I mean
1: not you because we're recording this well before. Thank um, you. I you don't get that. to celebrate them yet, but our listeners out there, it's been a rough year, you know? If there's anything uh, uh that you you've been waiting to buy yourself, but you can you can afford it, you know, maybe maybe move some of that uh that money around and uh and treat yourself, you know? Um and if not, uh, maybe put it towards uh, uh you know, food, food, rent. Um
0: the essentials: The food, rent. Um, I do clothing. Like, I hate paying food, rent, but you got to do it.
1: Hey, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't buy the beer. I just rent it, you know, because I It becomes pee.
0: Oh, I get it. And I guess somebody's taking that back. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, you can keep the pee if you really want. Pee, <laughs> but no one's making you do it.